focus on to address what he's called the pandemic of inflation. Well, joining us now is ANZ Chief Economist Sharon Zolner. Kia ora, Sharon. That number, 7.2%, what does it actually tell us? Yeah, it's not a great number, is it? In fact, it's remarkably similar to other recent numbers over the last six months, and that is an issue, that inflation hasn't just spiked quickly and is now declining. It's, it's staying up there, so prices are 7.2% higher than they were a year ago for a typical consumption basket, if there is such a thing. Um, but, of course, people are feeling more than that because inflation started rising sort of more than a year ago, and, and, and people are quite reasonably starting to wonder when this will end, I think. So is it entrenched? Are we stuck with it now? Well, there was some actually some encouraging uh, detail in today's headline uh, in terms of what the Reserve Bank was expecting. It wasn't so bad, uh, and particularly in terms of the non-tradable bit. Uh, So the sort of sticky, slow-moving part of inflation. Uh, There were big contributions from things like airfares and rents, but it's very reasonable to expect those things to start coming down. In in the case of airfares in particular, uh, they've risen nearly 20% in two quarters in a row. Uh, but clearly capacity is now increasing rapidly, and so it's very reasonable to expect those to come back very Over quickly. what period Regardless. of time, Sharon? You say pretty quickly, but over what period of time would you think then? Well, it seems every week some airlines announcing uh, the, that it's restarting um, another route. So I would have thought six months from now, airfares are likely to be lower. But of course, there is that wild card of energy prices, for example. Indeed, that's a bit of a, a wild card for commodity prices generally is the reopening of China. Uh, will the improvement in supply chains be disinflationary or will the increase in global demand be inflationary? That's certainly something we'll be keeping an eye on. So the new Prime Minister says he wants to concentrate on bread and butter. Like, you know, and there literally is an issue with bread and butter. So, um, I mean, what actually are his options and the government's options? I mean, what can they do? Yeah, well, that, that is a tricky one. It's it's not easily solved. And things like cutting the fuel tax, for example, that just defers the problem to another day, you know, putting that fuel tax back on is going to give inflation a bump, just as taking it off provided a temporary reprieve, um, for example. More generally, anything that puts money in the pockets of households might provide some relief, but from the Reserve Bank's point of view, it's going to be working directly counter to what they are trying to do in terms of reducing consumer spending and, and general demand and getting inflation down that way. But today's data did provide some hope that maybe the Reserve Bank won't have to raise rates as high as previously thought and to some extent with some of these prices we'll be able to just wait for gravity to do its thing Um, whereas back in November it was really looking like it it might be becoming very entrenched um, in wage demands which then goes into costs which then goes into prices which then goes into wage demands you know that that sort of spiral that doesn't tend to actually make anyone better off there was much less of that sort of dynamic in the data today so fingers crossed Okay, so two things that you've just said there that I'd like to pick up on. You basically indicated the government is on a complete knife edge, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So are you sort of saying um, don't bother with the cost of living package because people will just spend more? The tax situation, you could give people tax relief, but they might spend it. You could tax them more to slow down spending. Um, So really, is it just you just hold the line, do nothing, wait for it to sort itself out? Well, well, anything to do with taxation is obviously um, yeah. extremely political. Uh, but it is true that um, government spending has been a part of the excessive demand that we've seen in the economy over the last um, year or two. Just like monetary policy, the fiscal response was overcooked with the benefit of hindsight. That wasn't nearly obvious, so obvious at the time, of course, and it's important to remember that. Um, but monetary policy's turned on a dime. In fact, everyone's in shock how quickly it's turned. Fiscal policy is a much slower ship 
to churn. Um, but it's clear that the public sector, like the private sector, has perhaps been trying to do too much uh, all at the same time. And, and all else equal, you know, that, that is inflationary. So um, it, it's pretty clear they're planning on, on cutting some reforms and perhaps dialing things down a bit at the margin. Uh, that will help take a bit of the pressure off. So your prediction for the next official cash rate announcement was um, that it would go up, what, 75 basis points? So you're walking that back. Yes, yeah, and we're now picking uh, a 50. Uh, clearly, last time, the de- well, they told us last time the debate was between the 75 and 100 point hike, which was uh, a rude shock for everyone. Uh, this time, we're expecting the debate to be between 50 and 75. But when you look at the fact that inflation wasn't quite as bad as they thought, plus the, the forward indicators, the consumer spending for, for December, the job ads, um, our business confidence survey, the other business confidence survey from the NZIR, all of them suggesting there's actually... Uh, a pretty reasonable risk of the economy could be slowing more rapidly than the Reserve Bank expected or intended. So if, if it looks like inflation is finally going to roll over, then the Reserve Bank has a bit more luxury to take those things into account instead of having to be all about urgency to get inflation down as rapidly as possible before the wage price spiral and inflation expectations really get away on them. So Sharon, Sharon, that raises the question of whether we can avoid a recession and do we want to? It's controversial. Well, um, yeah. Well, there was good news today in, in so far as, um, you know, if inflation is coming down more on its own, then you don't have to, you know, slow the economy down as much. But that said, there's huge uncertainty around, um, firstly, what interest rate is required to bring about the slowdown that will bring inflation down. And secondly, how much of a slowdown in the economy is even needed to bring inflation down. Both of those things are, are really Uncertain, And so the chances of the Reserve Bank completely nailing it um, is, is quite low. And the fact of us n- even knowing that they did nail it, even if they did manage to bring about the absolute best adjustment path, we probably never know anyway. We'll be debating the COVID policy response for decades, I suspect. Sharon, people listening, they want to know one thing. When are things going to get cheaper? Can you give us a month? <laughs> Um, well, the fruit and veggies have a strong seasonal element to them. We've been very unlucky with the weather on the East Coast. Um, but, yeah, it's, we're not picking inflation to actually go negative. Uh, we're picking inflation to fall. So prices are still going to be going up, but hopefully you know, at a rate where wages are outpacing them and so people are getting that purchasing power back. But, I mean, if there's an exception, for example, petrol prices actually fell in the last three months of, the, of last year. But generally... The best you can hope is that prices stop going up and income catch up and things sort of come right that way. Thanks for your time, Sharon. That's Sharon Zola, who's ANZ's chief economist. 22 minutes after five and you were checkpoints on RNZ National.